of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Listen to that every week, and I keep thinking that one day I will change the intro music and outro music, and then I don't do it. Maybe one day it will get changed, and you won't have to listen to the doo doop doo doop anymore, but for now, that's what we have. <laughs> uh, I kind of feel like recording, recording that song was a lot of fun. Uh, um, I don't often include other harmonic vocals in my recordings, but I did in that one, and uh, it kind of felt like Hanson, to be honest. Uh, if you remember Hanson, the song Mbop, when I was I was 14 years old when that came out, and all the girls loved Hanson, and I made fun of them, and then later in life started, you know, even in the past few years, listening to their music, I thought, man, these guys are really good. Why did I ever make fun of them? But uh, uh, anyway, one of these days I might have a, a different intro song, but for now, that's what we have. Uh, that that song, if you're curious, is um, from one of the first albums um, that I put out called Only a Next Time. It is the ending track to that, that album. Uh, I digress. Let's move on. We are in Psalm 41 today. Psalm 41 continuing through the Psalm Project. And Psalm 41 actually concludes Book 1 in the Psalter. And so we will begin Book 2 with Psalm 42. So here we are in Psalm 41. It is a Psalm of David, and it begins with the atmosphere of the wisdom tradition, shifting in verse 4 to a lament and a prayer. So... Let me read for you Psalm 41. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. The Lord sustains him on his sickbed. In his illness, you restore him to full health. As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies will say of me in malice, When will he die and his name perish? And when one comes to see me, he utters empty words, while his heart gathers iniquity. When he goes out, he tells it abroad. All who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst for me. They say, A deadly thing is poured out on him. He will not rise again from where he lies. Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay them. By this I know that you delight in me. My enemy will not shout in triumph over me, but you have upheld me because of my integrity. And set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. So let's get into this. Uh, The psalm here begins again with the word blessed, which I have discussed before 
It is more than just a happiness. It is a a, um, a state of being that only comes from being found in the Lord. But it doesn't say blessed is the one who has a lot of money, who is rich, who has a lot of academic degrees. It says blessed is the one who considers the poor. That is, understands or empathizes with those who are helpless and unable to take care of themselves. And so the psalmist here is in this condition, whatever it is, due to his debilitating sickness. And accordingly, the first three verses here may have been spoken to him by another person, perhaps even a priest. And so because of his condition, not only does he hear these words but he is experiencing them firsthand. In verse 1, it says, The Lord delivers him in the day of trouble. Those who are strong in self-confidence really don't turn to the Lord because they think that they have no need of him. And those not so deluded to that false claim, realizing their weakness, have nowhere else to turn. How many of us know that it is when we hit rock bottom, when we have reached our rope's end, <laughs> end, that sometimes that's what it takes to turn to God. I, I've experienced that myself in my own life. Otherwise, pride gets in the way. Verse 2, the Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land. In other words, the Lord preserves the life of his people, but he will also prosper them in the land. This this applies to the promise of the land found in the Abrahamic covenant. In Genesis 12, 1 through 3, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So there is a link here between the Abrahamic covenant and this psalm. Verse 6. When he comes to see me, he utters empty words. The psalmist's enemies visited him while he was sick, speaking words of comfort, but afterwards spreading malicious lies about him. Verse 9. Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who I ate bread with, has lifted his heel against me. From this idiom, where the noun heal is connected to the verb to deceive. So, in other words, so even my close friend in whom I trusted ate bread has lifted his heel against me. This is a metaphor. It's a picture. So, the word heal is connected to this type of deceit. The Hebrew word heal is connected to the verb deceive. And so there is more than just uh, a picture here of a heel. I mean, you're thinking of a foot heel, um, but the picture, even the word grammatically itself is connected to what means to deceive. In Genesis 25, 19 through 26, it speaks of the birth of Esau and Jacob. And the Lord said this, two nations are in your womb. And two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. And when her days to give birth were completed, behold, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red 
all his body like a hairy cloak, so they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand holding Esau's heel, so his name was called Jacob. And if you remember, Jacob was the chosen one, and there was tension between the two, Jacob and Esau. But it says here that Jacob came out with his hand holding Esau's heel. That means something. It didn't just happen. Certainly it did happen, but it meant something significant. Jacob would (laughs) deceive Esau and deceive his father. The point is that the psalmist's close friend has betrayed him in the moment of his need, and so he's abandoned by everyone. Jesus applied this verse specifically to Judas in John 13, 18. In verse 13 of this psalm, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. After a note of confidence in verses 11 and 12, the psalmist speaks of delighting in the Lord, sorry, the Lord delighting in him and the Lord's victory. After this note of confidence, a doxology concludes this psalm, and this is the final psalm again of book one. And he says, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. So, a great psalm that has a lot of uh, elements here begins with perhaps something that the psalmist heard from somebody, maybe even a priest, and the truth is ringing in his life. It resonates with him. And so he says these three verses and then shifts into a lament and a prayer beginning in verse 4. So I've set this to music. It is sort of hymnic in a way. And so I hope you enjoy this, listen to this, and worship through it. Here is Psalm 41. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.
my foes speak evil things of me and to each other say when will he die when will his name completely pass away and when he comes to Yeah.